revolutionary psychology, negative thoughts. In this evolving and decadent era, it is unusual for anyone to think with profundity and with full attention. Diverse thoughts surge from the intellectual center, not from my permanent eye, as the learned ignoramuses foolishly assume, but from the different eyes in each of us. When a person is thinking, he firmly believes that he is the one who is thinking in himself and by himself. The wretched intellectual mammal does not want to realize that the multiple thoughts that cross the mind have their origin in the different eyes which we carry within. This signifies that we are not true thinking individuals. Indeed, we do not yet have an individual mind. However, each of the different eyes that we carry within utilizes our intellectual center. At any time, as often as possible, each of them utilizes the intellectual center in order to think. Therefore, to identify ourselves with this or that negative thought, believing to be particular property would be an absurdity. Obviously, This or that negative thought proceeds from any eye which in a given moment has abusively used our intellectual center. Different types of negative thoughts exist, namely suspicion, distrust, ill will towards another person, passionate jealousy, religious jealousy, political jealousy, family or friendship jealousy, covetousness, lust, revenge, anger, pride, envy, hatred, resentment, theft, adultery, laziness, gluttony, etc. Indeed, we could not succeed in enumerating all the psychological defects we have since they are too many. Not even if we had a still palate and a thousand tongues to speak. Therefore, and as a corollary to the former statement, to identify us with negative thoughts is an absurdity. Since it is impossible for an effect to exist without a cause, we solemnly affirm that a thought could never exist by itself by spontaneous generation. The relation between thinker and thought is obvious. Each negative thought has its origin in the different thinker. Many negative thinkers exist within each one of us, as many thoughts of the same class. Examining this subject matter from the pluralized angle of thinkers and thoughts, It is understood then that each one of the eyes that we carry in our psyche is certainly a different thinker. Unquestionably, too many thinkers exist inside each one of us. Nonetheless, each one of these inner thinkers, in spite of being merely one part, believes himself to be the whole at any given moment.
the mythomaniacs, megalomaniacs, ego worshippers, narcissists, and paranoids will never accept the thesis of the plurality of thinkers because they love themselves too much. They believe themselves to be Superman's daddy or Wonder Woman mommy. How could such abnormal people accept the idea that they do not possess an individual brilliant and marvelous mind? Nevertheless, those neural ignoramuses think the best of themselves and even wear the robe of Aristippus in order to demonstrate wisdom and humility. It is stated in accordance with legend of time that Aristippus wanted to demonstrate wisdom and humility, so he decked himself with an old robe full of patches and holes, then held the rod of philosophy with his right hand and walked the streets of Athens. When Socrates saw him coming, he exclaimed in a loud voice, O oh, Aristippus, your vanity is shown through the holes of your vestments. The one who unceasingly does not live in a state of alert novelty, alert perception, thinking that he is thinking, easily becomes identified with any negative thought. Thus, lamentably, as an outcome of his behavior, he strengthens the disastrous power of the negative I, who is the author of the corresponding thought in question. The more we identify ourselves with a negative thought, the more we shall be slaves of the corresponding I that characterizes it. Regarding Gnosis, the secret path, and the work upon oneself, Our own particular temptations are precisely found in those eyes who hate Gnosis, who hate the esoteric work. These eyes do not ignore that their existence within our psyche is mortally threatened by Gnosis and by his work. Those quarrelsome and negative eyes easily take control of certain mental films are our store in our intellectual center, which sequentially originate harmful and noxious mental currents. If we accept those negative thoughts, those negative eyes which at any given moment control our intellectual center, we shall then be incapable of freeing ourselves from their influence. We must never forget that every negative eye deceives itself and betrays to that end it lies. Each time that one feels a sudden loss of strength, when the aspirant becomes disillusioned about gnosis, about the esoteric work, when one loses the enthusiasm and abandons what is best It is obvious that one has been deceived by some negative eye. The negative eye of jealousy deceives those beings who adore each other and destroys their happiness. The negative eye of mystical pride deceives the devotees of the path, thus believing themselves to be wise. They despise their master and betray him. 
The negative I appeals to our personal experiences, our memories, our best wishes, our sincerity. Hence, amidst all these things, through a rigorous selection, this negative I represents something under a false light, something that fascinates, thus the outcome is failure. Nonetheless, when one discovers the I in action, when one has learned to live in a state of alertness, then such a deception becomes impossible. Samael Aung